Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Everybody, this is Reba, and welcome to Rooted Deep. Allison and I are here today, and we're excited to kind of jump in and talk to you about James. I mean, Allie, we've been we've been kind of moving and grooving through the book of James, and it's been good. It has been good, and I had not realized how much James, I always thought, thought that James was preachy and really um, just kind of bossy, and it is, but it's all for the betterment, not just of our Christ-likeness, but also just as we live within a community of believers. We're not isolated. Uh, we shouldn't be isolated, and he gives us every every chapter we're seeing things about how to live amongst one another, what are some, you know, proverbs and some some life lessons for how to live this Christian life with other Christians. And so I think it's been really, really, it's been helpful for me personally. I hope it's been for everybody else. Yeah, I'm really hoping that people are reading along with us. Um, Maybe some of you have grabbed the James study that we offered online. Um, But there's just an opportunity, I think, to, uh, it it is one of those books, I think, that gets in your business. (laughs) And a lot of times we don't like people in our business. Uh, we don't want anybody right. to get in our business. We really like it if people would just stay surfacey and just stay surfacey right. with me and it's all going to be wonderful. But don't get into my business because I, I think there's many reasons we want this. One is I think we're afraid if people see who we really are, they won't like us. Um, but I also think yeah. that there is an element of, and I'm going to use this word, I think it's the right word, laziness on spiritual laziness on our behalf, where we really don't want to deal with our stuff, you know? Right. I was going to say that we don't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. No. No. We, we, we want to just kind of float. We don't want there to be any work involved. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. And, and I know I see it in my own life at times. I know I've got this thing that I need to deal with, or I need to work on, or I need to pray with the Lord about, and I need to talk to him and I need to figure out, but I just don't want to, I just, just don't want to. Yeah. And, um, you know, but here's what we have to know. As long as we resist that, as long as we say, I don't want to, as long as we act like it's not there, it really doesn't go away. It just continues to grow and causes issues and and it, it never gets better. And that's really the truth of it all. Yeah. Yes. And I think one of the things um, that we, in my life, is um, admitting where the flaws are. Just like, and we start with the first chapter of looking, you know, looking at ourselves, mm-hmm. seeing what needs to change, but then just kind of going about our business. And I think a lot of us, me included, do that. We're like, yeah, I do need to work on that. But, and like you said, we don't want to do the work involved or we just want to ignore it and say, that's not bad because look at this other person. And there's some of that going on as well. Mm, Yeah. Very good. And I think there's going to be some, uh, some pieces that we're going to pick up today. So we're in James chapter four. And last time we, on our podcast, we really talked about the first, uh, you know, six verses there. And we really dove into. Uh, being a friend of God or a, and an enemy of the world. And, and obviously that does not mean that we hate people who don't love Jesus. That's not what that means. Um, but we're talking about the world's systems and we're talking about 
um, the wars and James talks about fighting and he talks about all of this stuff that kind of oozes out of us and all of these things that we have where we just can't get along with one another. And he's like, you know, where does all this come from? And, you know, he talks about it. He just nails it. We desire, we don't have, so we're lusting, we covet, um, we, you know, and he's like, man, you know, let's just get honest and get real about some of this stuff. And it really boils down to one simple thing that he left us with. And that is pride, you know, and he's like, you need to humble yourself and not raise yourself up in arrogance as if you're better than everybody else. And so that's kind of where he left us last time uh, is God resisting the proud and giving grace to the humble. And I don't know about you, Ellie, but those, it's hard for me to admit I'm proud, but I am. Yeah. I know there are places in my life when I am, yeah. and it's very difficult for me to see how spiritually healthy it is for me to be a person that shows humility. And it's, I, well, nobody wants to admit pride in a bad way. We always say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of this. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of, you know, my family or I'm proud of, but nobody wants to admit personal Mm-hmm. pride that is connected to all of those things um because in a in an argument like when we go back to those first you know the wars and the fighting in an mm-hmm. argument we always want to find the right we always want to justify mm-hmm. um what the way we did we acted that way because that person you know because nobody this uh admitting pride is really a deep introspection of saying you know i am i think i'm better than everybody else mm-hmm. and or I think I don't, I don't struggle like mm-hmm. other people do. Um, I have my own issues and it's this, you know, and so pride is one of those things that it's really hard to, it's easy to spot. Yeah. But it's right. really hard to, it, it's really hard to, um, to spot in ourselves or say, no, that's mm-hmm. pride. We can say it's other things. We can say, no, this is, this is a, you know, justification or I'm fighting because I'm fighting for my mm-hmm. rights or I'm fighting for, we find so many different ways to justify what is essentially, yeah. like you said, boils down to it's pride. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's this thing, there's this real key phrase there where it, it's a demonstration of God resisting the proud and giving grace to the humble. And I, I always want grace. I mean, I'm constantly asking God yeah. for grace. And I'm, you know, and I, I see all, I need the grace of God. And God says, okay, if you want my grace, then how you get my grace is that you're willing to humble yourself and you're willing to admit you're wrong. You're, you're, you're able to admit that you really can't solve your problem. Um, and that you come to me and, and absolute uh, you know, abandonment of your own selfishness. And you're like, okay, Lord, I lay it all down and I need your help in my life. And I need your help to get my life together. And I need a lot your life, your help to live me live. Tell me, I can't talk today on this podcast, but I need your help to let me live a life that looks like you. Right. So there's humility in that. And I think now we're going to jump into, okay, so what does it look like to be a humble person? And, and I think it's beautiful. And those, if we, if we look at the humility, we look, look at other passages of scripture that talk about um, coming to Christ as a little child, uh, mm-hmm. the least of these. And, you know, and those are the things that we see 
Um, but we need to make sure and that if, if we need to take that picture and say, okay, that's what humility is because, um, and I love this next, this next verse, because when you think about it from a humble perspective, when you think about it from a completely empty or, um, weakened, not weak, um, in character, but just weak in, in, in ourselves, Yep. that drawing nigh to God and he will draw now to nigh to you. And if you think about that childlike humility or that humility of saying, I don't have all the answers. I am living in the flesh. I need your spirit, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that eight, that verse eight, the draw nigh, uh, that's the grace that's saying, just come over here and you can live in my strength. You can live in my holiness. You're not good at it by yourself. Admit mm-hmm. your pride and get back over here and walk a little bit closer to me. Oh yeah. You know, and Jesus, you know, teaches this over and over again through the gospels, but Matthew 23, Jesus talks about it's, it's this, it's the consistency of the opposites of scripture. And this is one of those opposites. It's what the world teaches is the very opposite is what Christ teaches. And this is one of them. He said, if you exalt yourself, okay, uh, Matthew 23, 12, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And so there is this, there is this uh, opposite of what you would think it would be. And so many of us just need to understand that, okay, I want God to show grace to me and, and and I want him to help me and lift me up. So what does that look like? And so James starts right off in verse seven and he says, therefore, all right. So that simply means mm-hmm. because of everything I've just said, okay. Um, you know, because of whatever, everything I've just said, submit to God. And there's three phrases here, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So we've got this picture of, first of all, we've got this uh, picture of humility before God. So it's, I come to God and what am I saying here? Basically, I'm saying, God, I acknowledge that you know best. You know, I think when we talk about what does it look like to submit to God, we can say that, but what does that actually mean? And I think what that actually means, it's showing up in, in my prayer life and in my daily actions with not only a head knowledge but a willingness to understand, wait a minute, God knows better than I know in this circumstance, in this situation, in this thing I'm praying for, in this thing that I want, in this thing that I need. And so therefore, because he knows better than me, I'm going to submit my way to his. I'm laying my way down, laying my will down. And I'm going to say, God, I want to do whatever your will is. I want to follow whatever your plan is because I know it's best. And good night, Allie. That is so easy to even verbalize on a podcast. But you're talking about living that thing on Thursday. Now, that's a whole other ballgame. And again, it's that weakened state of, yeah, I don't have all the answers. I don't have that. You know, just when I'm weak and I am strong, tight, What you know, whether it's within my own, with my, you know, my Christian walk or my, my, my knowledge, my wisdom, all of that. Um, and so this, and so it does, like you said, it invites us in the first thing to cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. In other words, I've shown you where your problems are. Get to work because we, again, we can read the Bible and we can absorb all this knowledge or we can have all this knowledge, but then there is some thing, there are some things that we need to do. We need to confess our sins. We need to, to, um, and this, this cleanse your hands, uh, you sinners and purify your hearts. I just, I, that reminds me of back when, um, 
in the tabernacle when the priest had to do, you know, certain things, they were the the high priest was washed completely from head to toe once. And mm-hmm. then every as they minister, they wash their hands, they, you know, and and and, and they just kind of do an up, like an upkeep. They don't we and just like us, we we were saved washing the regeneration, we were saved once, but there is a continual uh, a continual accounting of and 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 asking for forgiveness and cleansing allow god allowing um allowing god to to clean us and to purify our hearts and and we can't d- get that done unless we admit that there is something to move or something to clean or something to cleanse I, this this whole picture just reminds me of the tabernacle times and i know you've done a study on the tabernacle and you've mm-hmm. written a book about about the tabernacle and just these spiritual Anytime they had to step into the, the, the tabernacle or anytime the, there was always a pause and a cleansing and a, and, mm-hmm. and a purification that needed to be done. Um, and, and when we talk about our spiritual disciplines and we talk about the things that we need to do, um, because at that moment, we know that all the grace is from his side. And all the humility needs to be from our side because we're like, we cannot get here. We cannot have access. We cannot accept for the blood of Christ um, that has covered us. Oh, yeah. I think that's so true. And I think, you know, James even calls us double-minded. What does he mean by that? Okay. Well, it means that we're torn, that, that we have both in our minds. You know, there's one of us that says, you know what? I want to do my own thing and go my own way. And there's another part of us that says, no, God knows best. And I need to submit to him and, uh, and I need to resist the devil. And, and I think when we think about why don't we do that, you know, what, what is it? That, I mean, how many times have we learned the lesson the hard way, right? You know, how many times have I done something my way and got, to the, got through it and went, oh, my goodness, why can't I get this right? How many times am I going to learn this lesson the hard way? You know, why don't I get this right the first time? I already know what the end of this is going to be. Um, and so what is it about us that struggles with that? And, and I think if we're honest, um, we, we don't trust God. We're like, well, what if God takes, if, if I submit my way to him, what if he takes me somewhere I don't want to go? What if he asks me to do something I don't want to yeah. do? What if he says yeah. no to something I want him to say yes to? And so therefore, I think there's an element in all of us that resist submitting to God and cleansing our hearts and, and purifying our hearts. And, and we are double-minded. We, we're torn. We're, we're mm. pulled uh, like a tug of rope back and forth between who we should be and, and, and the direction we should not go because there's this element in all of us that doesn't want to submit to God because we're somehow, I believe, we're afraid that he's going to do something we don't want him to do. And an honest answer is, Allie, he does sometimes do stuff I don't want him to do. And he does take us places I don't want to go. And he does say no to things I want him to say yes to. So therefore, yeah. what do I do about that? Well, I either trust him to know best or I think he does know best and I run my own life. And until I decide which way I'm going, yeah. I'm a double-minded person. I'm going trying, I'm trying to go back and forth trying to figure out which way is best. Right. And in that case, the devil's always winning. I'm always losing and I'm not, I'm not humbling myself before the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And, and that, and again, what you said with the, you know, that, that submission 
past is is trust based. It's very it's it's based on our trust in Him, and and nobody wants to say outright, "I don't trust God." They don't want to say that, no. but they just want to be like, "I'm fine." Uh, you know, nobody's going to say, I don't trust God. I don't love God. He doesn't love me like I want him to love me, which, mm-hmm. you know, um, which equals saying yes to what I wanted so to say yes to, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. That's when he loves me is when I get what I want. Um, right. but then what you want is going to turn again with the Proverbs, it's going to turn into ash in your mouth. And so this, you know, this humility of saying, no, I, I can't do it without you. Um, so let's talk about verse nine, because I'm looking at it going, wait, hey, I want to be, I want to, I want to jump around and I want to laugh a lot and I want joy, not heaviness. Um, mm. And so I, you know, I'm, I love, I love this verse based on, you know, with the other verses, but let's talk about the be afflicted and mourn and weep. Why, why do I have to do that, James? Yeah, I think this is powerful. Um because I think it's it's a recognition when we see ourselves for who we are and we see God for who he is. I, there, I believe there is an immediate clarity of our own brokenness, our own pride, our own whatever. And, and when God shows us our pride, when God shows us the way we're sinning before him, you know, again, how my attitude, what is my attitude? James says the humble man's attitude when shown his own sin is to, is to feel misery over it. It's to mourn over it. It's to weep over it. It's mm-hmm. to let his laughter be turned into mourning and joy to gloom. It is a somber moment. It should be mm-hmm. if I'm a humble person and I realize that I am acting in defiance to a God that loves me and I can trust. But I think. Honestly, Allie, I, I, this is convicting to me because mm, even when yeah. I see my wrongdoing, there's an element of me that doesn't want to say it's that bad. And so therefore, I don't, right. I don't see the need to mourn over my sin. Mm-hmm. I, I put it again in my pride, even in my own confession, in my pride, I put myself in a, well, that's not, as, that's not that bad. And so, therefore, I'll just do a quick cursory. Right. God, I'm really sorry about that. Um, you know, hey, I didn't do the right thing this mm-hmm. week. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, maybe next, you know, uh-huh. I'll try better next time. You know, and it's like, wait a minute. That doesn't even right. look anything like verse nine. Mm-mm. No. And that's, you know, we're going along our merry way. We're fine. We don't need anything. We're, you know, and then we get stopped in our tracks. And that James wants us to be stopped in our tracks. We finally say, okay, um, look in the mirror. You're wrong. You've been living wrong. You've been responding to God wrong, or you haven't been responding to God at all. So, so like you said, I, we take it so lightly. Mm. We take it so, um, oh, you know, I messed up again. It's just, it's kind of our default, you know, uh, I'm just human, whatever. Mm. Um, but verse nine is really like, you know, when you are really confronted with who you are and mm. what you are, you need to take a you need to take that sackcloth and ashes and and really mourn over that because we're supposed to be dead to our dead to our our our, our human nature our, our sin nature and so this verse isn't isn't saying you know um you're this verse is saying you're a bad person in your own flesh but in, with God you know there's a whole difference but you need to you need to you need to respond like you said with contrition that's the word that I that keep coming in just this contrition but the mourning and that it's it is bad it's not just 
let's brush it aside and we're you know not going on right. our merry way saying we're we're way better than everybody else yeah no absolutely it's very convicting because when is the last time that i actually just sat in my you know in my humility and said wow if not for the grace of god oh yeah no i i i, I totally agree with that and i and i think it's hard to see ourselves in that light you know it's hard to see our failure and i think there's many times we give ourselves excuses um mm. I excuse, you know, I, I mean, I heard people say it. Well, you know, the devil made me do it. Um, I just can't help it. You know, we're just sinners saved by grace, you know. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, but there, James is clear in verse seven. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So there's a two-parter yeah. here. It's yes, humble yourself before the Lord. And then it's resist. So there is this idea of I'm pushing back against the temptation that's coming at me. And there's a promise here. If I submit before God and resist, there he will flee. And so, you know, there, I think a lot of times we give ourselves so many excuses and so many outs for the reason we are the way we are and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And we, it's been a long time since we've been broken over our own sin. And it's a, been a long time since we've really resisted temptation in a way that the devil is actually fleeing from us. Instead, we kind of have this, this, this really silly, uh, yeah, I know I shouldn't do that. I mean, this is bad. Good night. What am I thinking? Yeah. But maybe a little bit won't hurt. And, and the next, I mean, that's not resisting. Uh, but, you know, but we yeah. we flirt with it, we play with it, we do all kinds of things, but we do everything but resist it. And I, this these verses just call us on the carpet and and really call us right. to say, wait a minute, are we really serious about our sin? And it really, again, James is using very strong language for what our response needs to be when we do truly admit and acknowledge, you know, what our sin is. And then, you know, and then again, it starts with humility. It's going to end with humility. So again, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Here's that grace again. Mm -hmm. God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. uh, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Let him, let him be the one who's carrying you along. Let him be the one who's walking with you on the path instead of you just, you know, jauntily um, moving along without him. And, uh, and then it steps into uh, another community, another community of how, okay, so you got your life, you know, you know what's going to happen. Here's how it looks within, uh, within a community again. I just, I love going back to these practical lessons and then, okay, now we have to live together. So here's what it's going to have to look like. Yeah. It's kind of almost like, okay, let's talk about it personally. Now let's show how that, how your personal change impacts mm -hmm. your community life. And so, you know, immediately he says, when you're right. humble, when you're fighting, when you're resisting the devil, and when you're confessing and you're dealing and mourning over your sin, then guess what? When you do community and new life with others, there's no room to criticize another brother or sister in Christ because you understand there's no room to judge right. another brother or sister in Christ. There's no reason to defame or to call out uh, in a negative or saying, bad things about another brother and sister in Christ. Because when we do that, what are we saying? We're pride, we're lifting ourselves up Better. in pride again and saying somehow I got my act enough together to become the judge and jury over somebody else's life. And 
that is not what we would have learned through humbling ourselves and getting on our face in misery and mourning about our sin. Right, exactly. And anytime the speaking ill, the speaking evil, the judging, the, uh, the thought, you know, the thought process, and it, it, it just puts ourselves again in the driver's seat. We are God. We are able to judge, lifting us, you know, back to the pride situation. So that's why James is like, okay, humble, 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 humble. We mourn. You're not as good a person as you keep thinking you are. Yeah. Here's God giving you grace. And now, and now don't do that to somebody else, you know, lift yeah. them up as well. Don't be the one who's judging. Let God do that because you've got your own problems that you're dealing with. Yeah. Jesus put it this way. Look, if you've got a beam coming out of your own eye, don't be over here with, with uh, you know, with tweezers trying to get a little speck out of somebody else's eye. And, um, right. you know, yeah. and I think James is probably maybe thinking back to some of those words that, that Jesus says, because he ends this with, who are you to judge your neighbor? Are you kidding me? You know, if, if, if we've got our acts together, you know, we're still not capable yeah. of judging uh, our brothers, but we don't have our acts together. And so, you know, we have to be careful. Um, that we don't act, we don't put ourselves on the throne and become the judge and jury of everyone else and their motives and actions and deeds. So, so we go from here to you know, don't criticize, don't judge, humble ourselves, you know, be mis find ourselves uh, broken over our own sin, and then again, now James is going to even take it into a bigger picture. So we've gone from really personal. To, to corporate, to the body, mm -hmm. and, and dealing with the community. Mm -hmm. And now I think he takes it out one more level and he says, okay, let's just look at it from 36,000 feet. Why, why all of this? Yeah. And he says, look, you know, we, life is short. And, and that's the bottom mm -hmm. line to what he's getting ready to say. You know, when, when we submit to God and we humble our way, and we say, God, your will, not my will, but thine be done. That's what Jesus said in the garden. He's our example so much on this. So James is coming now back into kind of that concept. And he says, look, life is short. You can say, hey, today I'm going to travel here or tomorrow I'm going to go do such and such. Um, but you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And we make our plans right. and we, we say what we want to do. But he's like, our lives are like a vapor. It appears for a little while and then it's gone. And, and yeah. man, Allie, that's a sombering thought because many a time I've talked through this lesson and struck a match and blown out the, 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 the match and watched the smoke rise into the air. And within seconds, it's gone. And James is like, yeah, that's our life. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, that connects really beautifully with the lesson on humility mm -hmm. and and the lesson on submitting to God, if we can trust and say, the Lord has the plan mm -hmm. and the plan is like, it's like you said, he's looking down from, you know, and he's got the big picture of eternity and we're just like a tiny little uh, steamer or smoke. Um, that really should put us our pride into perspective and saying, okay, we need, to, we need to work within his plan instead of making making us think that this this life is is all we've got and that's all that that's all there is um for us these this little this little 80 whatever 100 
70, whatever, how many many years you would have, sure. it's such, it, it is, it works within the plan of, uh, of God. And that's what he's saying. So humble yourself. Don't yeah. waste time judging other people. Make sure you're on the right track. Make sure you're doing right because God has a plan and it's connected to everybody else, you know, Absolutely. and, and, um, and it's way bigger than what, than what you, than what you think. And it, rem- it reminds us of just like, yes, we have a job to do. And in the big picture of things, it's hopefully we're within the Lord's will. And so we can make our plans and, and God can be like, okay, yeah, let's talk about those. Yeah, exactly. I actually think, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting goals. I do all the time. Every year I have a planning time and I step away yeah. and I look at the next year and I set goals and I think about, okay, what do I want to accomplish this year? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that's unspiritual at all. What I do think is unspiritual is when in my arrogance and pride, we're right back to it again. I say, these are my plans. God, I need you to put your stamp of approval mm-hmm. on it. And this is what we are going to do this year, you know, and no, 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 no. It, it's, it's mm-hmm. laying my plans before the Lord and saying, Lord, I want your thoughts and I want your plans and I want your ways. And I know what you have is better. So even though maybe I prayed over this and maybe I've, I've, I've thought through it, but yeah. Lord, it's, it's laid at your feet to do as you would have me do, because how arrogant would I be to say, well, I'm just going to go do this and this and this, and I've set my mind on it. And I never take into account, is that what God really wants? Is that what he wants from my life? Is, you know, is this the, is this how this day is going to turn out? Uh, Is this how this month is going to turn out? And James goes back again and he says, when we do this, we're arrogant. uh, We boast. And Mm -hmm. he's like, look, that's just not, that's not what it looks like. And so this is just so practical, right. even from that, even from that 10,000 foot view, as we see, what does it mean when I submit my way to God, it not only affects those interpersonal relationships that I have, but it, it impacts every day, every month, every week and every year. Right. And it's, it's just taking, taking the time to admit again, not my will, but thine mm-hmm. and, 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 and that humility of saying, I, you know, I really love what's going on. Um, but I want it to be, I want it to be you. I want it to be all you. And it's powerful. I I think it's just powerful for all of us uh, just to be able to go back and think about what would it look like if I lived like this? You know, uh, what would it look like if I said, you know, um, tomorrow, if I got up tomorrow morning and I said, Lord, today is yours, not mine, it's yours. And I want to lay my day out before you. And I want to submit my way before you. And I want, I, I want to confess my sins before you. And, and Lord, I know what my plans are for the day, but that may not be your plans. And so I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to live and to walk in, in, that, in, that, in the light of what you have for me. And I want to humble mm-hmm. my heart and my spirit. Yeah. How, you know, if, we, if, we live, if we got up every morning and we laid our day down like that, wh- how different? would our days be mm. and our lives be when they yeah. add up the sum of our days and our weeks and our months, because suddenly we understand that D- David put it this way. Uh, I'd rather have a day in your court than a thousand elsewhere. And, mm. and I think that's, yeah. I, I think yeah. we could understand that a day lived in the will of God is better than a thousand days lived outside of it. Right. And again, if we, that perspective is humility, Mm. that perspective is submission. That's what it looks like. 
Um, and, and, you know, because we can, we look and the whole chapter is, you know, it starts with this pride and this humility, but then going down to the bottom and saying, my plans have got to be your plans or else, you know, like you said, it's, it's not worth the vapor. Um, and so that, that living in humility, but it looks like that's what it looks like practically again, when you are making your plans, when you are setting your goals, when you are, you know, moving in these circles and saying, you know, it, as a, in a community or, or you start your, your new year's resolution, say, Lord, we've, we've, we, this is our plan so far. I, you know, I'm mm. submitting it to you. Oh, you're going to change that. You're going to change this. Oh, you're adding this. Didn't. Okay. You know, because I think you, especially with, uh, with Guatemala, he's adding things to your list that, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that, or, 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 or speeding it up, you know, and, and, and showing you a new, you know, showing you a new perspective, um, and the submission of saying, okay, yeah, I, I can't do this with, with, without you. And I mean, it's such a, just rest in that and trust in that. And again, it goes back to that trust. Do I trust God enough to carry me through these, these plans of his? No, absolutely. And you know, Allie, I think inside our hearts, we know we can't do it. If we get real honest, I mean, if we just get honest, we know we 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 yeah. know we're not wise enough, yeah, to do this. Uh, we right. know that we're not talented enough to do this. We know that we're not together enough to do this. Whatever words you want to put in the blank, uh, enough. Uh, we know right. we're not. Uh, but there is a there's a there is a lie that the devil tells us, and it says, "Look, if you admit that, you're going to look stupid." Mm-hmm. And you don't want to look stupid, do you? Yeah. Well, of course you don't. Everybody else has got it together. Yeah. You want to look like you've got it together. And the devil lies to us like that. And so therefore we we cling on to this, this level of pride that says, I just don't want to admit that I don't have my act together. And God says, mm-hmm. the minute you admit that you don't yeah. have your act together, you give me room to step into your life and put your life together and give you the wisdom you don't have and help you get through struggles you don't know the answer to and take you through dark places that you can't find your way through. And, and, you know, as long as I'm embracing the devil's lie, I, I am, I am in struggleville. And the more I lean into honesty and humility and surrender, the sooner and the quicker God begins to do his work in me and through me. And there's going to be a lot of days, you know, I think where we just have to say, you know what? It's not about what I look like or what other people think of me, whether they think I'm a good mom or a bad mom, or whether they think I'm a good Christian or a bad Christian or a good wife or a bad wife or whatever they think it's, they're not my judges. You know, God is the one who looks in my life and judges my life. So I think that there's, we just have to have a, a perspective shift. Um, and I, we struggle with that. I really think mm-hmm. we, I, at least I know I do. Maybe nobody else does. Maybe I'm just preaching to uh, me and me alone right now. But I know I struggle with that. Yeah, boy, um, chapter four is is good. It's strong, but I don't, I, I think it's pretty clear. Um, and even, and this is the, this is probably the, this is probably the one, the, the, my least, this was probably my least favorite chapter back in the day. But when you put it in a perspective of really the bottom line is that grace that God gives us in our humility is going to carry us through, whether it's our personal life, our confession, 
our community yep. life and it within our plans. And, and that's absolutely. where he promises grace. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to challenge everybody to do something as we close the podcast today. James says life is like a vapor. And because life is like a vapor, this is why it's important what we do every day with our lives. So I would encourage you, grab a calculator off your phone. And the Bible says if we live to be 70, we have lived a good life. But if we were to live 10 more years than that, all right, we've really lived a great life. Well, that's 80 years old. So it, 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 I would love everybody today to take a moment and see what that looks like in your life. If I live to be 80 years old, I'm 56 today. So that means I have 24 more years. And if I take 24 and I times it times 365, because that's how many days are in a year, then that means I have 8,760 days left. That's sombering because that doesn't feel like a lot yeah. of days. Okay. I mean, this yeah. is not 20,000 or 15,000 or this is 8,760 days. And that's if God gives me my full 80 days or 80 years. Right. Yeah. And so I think for all yeah. of us, yeah. we need yeah. to stop and go, wait, wait a minute. What do I want to do? If God yeah. lets me hit 80, what do I want to do with the 8,760 days I got left? What, do I, what am I going to do with yeah. those days? And I think we all wait and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Now that's quit. I, I want to, whoa, wait a minute. I tell you what I want to do. I want to humble myself. I want to submit my ways to God. I want to resist the devil because I would like the last 8,760 days I'm breathing air on this planet be ones that bring glory to God and that not bring destruction to my own life. Yeah. So grab your calculator today exactly. and take a little look. Go, go grab a book of matches and tear one off and strike it and blow out the flame and watch the little vapor as the smoke stirs in the air for a few seconds and watch how quickly it vanishes. And I think when we do those things, you say, Reba, why, why do you want me to do that? Because it, it saunders us to the reality that time is ticking and that what we do today is yeah. important. Yeah. And what the choices we make and resisting the devil and humbling ourselves and some and weeping over our sin it does matter it really does matter and i think james got it uh and so hopefully today we get it we get it because that's a big deal yeah. all right well listen next time we're going to dive into james chapter five so here's what we encourage you to do as we end the podcast today go out and just take your time going through these verses in james four and really just, you know, even if it takes a week, just read this passage over and over again, James 4, and really say, all right, Lord, what, show me where I'm weak in these areas. Show me, let me be serious about the number of days I have left, this life that's mm -hmm. like a vapor. Let, let, me, let me have the heart that you'd want me to ha have and surrender myself to you. So that's our prayer for you today. That's James's prayer for you as he wrote this book. And obviously, this is what God has for us. So we hope today that you'll take these words and really do something powerful with them in your own life and watch your life change for the good. Uh, so until next time, stay rooted deep and we'll continue our study in James next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.